1: Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and we ask the question, is this good? Now joining me as always, that guy who's constantly trying to get into first place, but no matter how hard he tries, he knows I'm always just going to get those blue sparks and outrun him. It's Nick Sharamooks Nick. Hello.
2: Hey, David. How's it going?
1: Oh, doing good. How are you?
2: I'm that My grumbling is the grumbling of constantly being like a fifth place Mario Kart racer, <laughs> you know, just like really steady middle of the road.
1: You know, but there's player. also that freedom of knowing who you are. It's like, yeah, I'll never win Fortnite. And that's fine.
2: The weird thing is, I actually have won some Fortnite uh, matches, and I don't know if that's a good thing, right. but I did. But now what I feel, actually, I'm going to get into this later because I just realized we already jumped to the topic and uh, that was not the intro I was thinking of. So carrying on.
1: Yes, because we we can't just start going off and ignore our guests because we got a great guest this week who brought our topic, who is here to talk with us. It is Marcus T. of Your Food Looks Funny. Marcus, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you guys for having me.
1: We are excited to have you. Real quick at the start here, though, if uh, anybody who might not be aware of your food looks funny, what is that all about?
0: So it was a show that was started and dedicated based off my wife. So my wife doesn't eat a little bit of anything. And ironically, she married a chef. So kind of limits my creativity. And uh, therefore, in order to navigate around her pickiness and just the pickiness that I see around the world, I came up with the show. I uh, take my dry, sarcastic humor, and I talk about people's picky eating habits, pretty much, and help them along. No,
1: oh, I, I like it. It's a good show. People should definitely check it out. And it's great too. You do a lot of really great clips on social media that give people like a real nice taste. So, if this show sounds intriguing to you at all, out there audience, just look up, and we'll we'll give you time at the end to to plug where people can find you. But definitely go uh, check it out. Listen to some of the clips, and then, like me, you'll you'll find yourself listening to some episodes, and it's a, it's a great time. Okay. Yeah. Well, Marcus you brought our topic this week. Now we're billing this as like an in, as a super or as a uh, Super Mario Kart as a Mario Kart 64 episode, but really we're going to talk kind of those early days of Mario Kart all around. So we'll be hmm. talking Super Mario Kart and 64 kind of the, the 90s of Mario Kart. But that franchise if you're unaware is a kart racing video game series that pits Mario characters against one another to get first place using their skills, and the items available to them, which are usually like, of course, you got the blue shell, you're in last place, now you ruined my lead, how dare you? Uh, We'll get into all the the, uh, nice interpersonal conflicts that this game has created as we go along. But before we do that, we need to get to our personal histories of the topic. Marcus, you brought this here. Why'd you want to talk old-school Mario Kart?
0: Well, old-school Mario Kart is where my inner competitor came out as a child, so... This is where I learned that, you know, your your older cousins that that I played against, they, they just didn't care about me. They didn't care about me as much as I thought they did. And so playing this game is where I learned that the world is a cold place. And, uh, you know, a cold place. if you ain't first, you're last, basically.
1: I mean, those are hard truths, hard truths to learn. And did you start way back in the Super Mario Kart era?
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a super when I was uh, maybe like nine or so, and uh, this was one of the first games that I remember having, along with like uh, Killer Instinct and something else. Nice.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned cousins because for me it's the same. Like when when I think back to Super Mario Kart, it is playing with my cousins is is where that all started for me. Um, but I didn't really start getting into it until more into Mario Kart sixty four was very ravenously into those games and was more so than way into later games. I like Double Dash. I played so many hours of Double Dash. Um, I got so good at that game and got into like a, a tournament and I was doing very well with smoking everyone else and got knocked out by a blue shell. I'm still, not, I'm not bitter about it anymore at all. No, I've totally, my therapist isn't fine. making money you off of fine. this. It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but still, still love Mario Kart to this day. Don't play it as fervently as I did back then. But yeah, I also am uh, an old school adoptee of the, the franchise. Nick, what about you?
2: Yeah, honestly, probably the same. Um, Your cousins also,
1: also. Okay, I didn't
2: really play with my cousins. I I had, I have, I still have a brother and a sister, kind of like roughly within my age range. So we grew up together, and any video game that came out, especially multiplayer, we were usually playing together. Um, Like I said, I am like totally middle of the pack most of the time. My brother is usually kicking my butt, uh, and my little sister is somewhere. (laughs) To be fair. And in saying that, I mean like I may have felt good as a child being able to beat at least someone. Nowadays you would probably kick my butt at just about any video game. So when when I, I played with skill. my all I'm trying to say is I have zero skill, but <laughs> I've been playing Mario Kart for a long time. Um I really don't think I played super Mario Kart that much. I, I kind of skipped over like I remember my older sister having a, a an original Nintendo. We may have skipped over the SNES. Uh, and then came back around from Mario 64 and uh, Double Dash. Um, but yeah, I mean, like literally just before the show, I ha- I'm, I'm visiting family and I have a niece and nephew and we were playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe before this. So now I have like a wide like spectrum of Mario Kart to talk about. Um, anyway, yeah, anyway, like Mario
1: Kart. My cool. my family now when I play with them, because like back in the the day when we were playing on like Super Mario Kart, I could not for the life of me beat them. Um, but now they, they have to handicap me. <laughs> they handicap me to the best of their abilities. They give me like the worst controller they can find. They, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they've tried to blindfold me. I don't know. That's probably not true. But I wouldn't put it past my brother to try stuff like that. The tables have turned somewhat. But I mean, they also all have, right. all have kids and don't have the time to play video games like I do anymore. Right. Which is fair.
2: Hey, no kids, I guess. Those
1: are our histories with Mario Kart. But Nick, what is the world's history?
2: The world's history is that in the early 90s, the Nintendo development team set out to make a racing game that could display two players on the same screen simultaneously in contrast to F-Zero. Uh, which you might know is the game with Captain Falcon. Mm. Uh, the game did not start as a Mario game, but rather as a generic kart racing game. While seeing how the carts looked driving next to one another, they decided to see how Mario would look in the cart instead of the generic racers. Decided that he looked better than the previous design. There, this made them shift gears to make the game Mario themed instead. The game used the same Mode Seven graphics that were seen in F Zero that allowed a plane to be rotated and scaled freely while produced while producing a pseudo 3D effect. Uh, Super Mario Kart released in Japan on August 27, 1992, following to other regions later that year, and was the first time many Mario characters appeared outside of the platforming games. Super Mario Kart was a huge success and was followed four years later by Mario Kart 64. Uh, 64 brought Mario Kart to the true 3D space, but still used sprites to show several characters on screen without needing to exceed the console's processing power. The game was lost halfway through production due to a hard drive crash, forcing them to remake about 80% of the character models. Rubber banding was added to the game to keep the racers from easily separating, and the blue or spiny shell was also added in order to keep each race competitive and balanced. The game received positive reviews for its graphics and sound, but many reviewers criticized the ease of gameplay and lack of depth. Mario Kart 64 went on to become the second best-selling game on the N64, and many more sequels have been made. That's interesting.
1: I love that it wasn't it didn't start as a Mario game that they just were like messing around and decided like let's see what Mario would look like driving one of these carts and the rest is history right Which, That's that's
2: got to be crazy when you lose like 80% or whatever it was, 80%. I just read it, but now I've already forgot the percentage. Like 80% of your work. Like I remember like losing a college paper, you know, before it was due. That's like four pages or something that I had to write. Losing 80 I mean, even back in the day, like it was still a ton of work to make a video game. So to have to start there from scratch, that it horrifies me.
1: Yeah. If I lost 80% of like anything I was doing right now, I'd be like, well, that project is dead. That's just never going <laughs> to happen.
0: And, i'm uh, like this essentially could have been the game that never was
1: yeah right? <laughs> I, I mean i'm kind of like surprised like i i guess they like really needed n64 games there to like be coming out but like i'm a little bit surprised that they weren't just like well all right no more mario kart and the yeah. important question at the start of it though is uh, who is everybody's main who do you who do you prefer to play with marcus we'll start with you
0: on 64 we're talking yoshi
1: a man of culture i see
2: a yoshi man yeah
1: nick are you also a a yoshi
2: nope middle of the road mario that was so Mm -hmm. in the older games so the problem was that my brother was yoshi ah so i was mario just assume that if my brother was the cool character, I was whoever was the average character. Everything comes back to my brother. I hope this is therapy because I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mario. Now in like Mario Kart Eight, I've been playing Link a lot because it's like novel. I mean, Link in a Mario Kart game, I, why not? But yeah, usually Mario.
1: That's that's who I've been playing too. And when I played Double Dash, I, I think I, I played the babies. I liked the babies in the cart. But now, uh, but yeah, going back further back, I, I'm the same. It was always always Yoshi for 64 or, or Super or anything like that. I don't. It's just I think he's the most amusing one to imagine driving a cart because he's usually the vehicle. Usually Mario's riding around on him, and now he's the That's one it. driving a little cart. This tiny little arms. True. We we've talked about. And I know. I mean, we haven't even talked about like the game at all. But we've talked about like siblings and family. And and it is there any sibling relationship that has not been tested or pushed to its limits? Buy Mario Kart because it's it's uh, yeah all of mine have <laughs> exactly. by far. My...
2: Holidays are tense. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, my yeah. brother made when when Mario Kart we came out. My brother like drove and you know we were both like adults and we only saw each other on Sundays at family dinner and we like left because we were gonna go get it because he wanted to play it. Which I'm like, this is great because we need to have a fight in the middle of the living room uh, while <laughs> while your children are watching. <laughs> it's it's just it does in a way that no other games do i'm I'm with you mark because it brings out the competitive side in me so much
0: so i'm i'm from a huge family so uh, my mom's side of the family she has 14 siblings so there are 41st cousins and any given thanksgiving there would be about 12 of us upstairs in the attic playing uh nintendo 64 so the rule was if you were bottom two in any game particularly mario kart was one of the main staples If you were bottom two, you had to get off. So if you got off, you might as well just go eat for an hour because you're never going to get back on. (laughs) You You had to be good.
2: Right. (laughs) That's that's funny. Yeah. I think... What hurts me now is, like I was saying, like growing up, I was kind of middle of the pack. Like I, if I put a controller on my dad's hand, like, sure, I would totally beat him. <laughs> but uh, I I thought like, you know, as I get older, I got a bit more competent with games. Like I was winning them more. But now that I have like preteen and teen um, like nibblings, whatever the term is for multiple of a sort, you know, now they're like they, they grew. I mean, I thought I grew up with technology. I mean, I grew up with dialogue. for a little bit there they grew up with like chips implanted in their brain uh and now it's like i'm just getting my butt kicked all the time like there's never a place where where nick was actually good
1: and i haven't played (laughs) too much with my siblings but if i if and that's rough that's rough buddy um if i if i did play with my 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 nieces and nephews i don't want them to see that side of me i don't want them i don't want one of them to get a lightning bolt and for me to like turn around and consider throwing a controller at their head
2: because Dave, I will. is a very passionate player. Well, oh, you've seen it, Nick. You've seen it. I've seen you be competitive. It's, it's, you come on very strong.
1: I say that with love. <laughs> that's, that's putting it nicely. Thank you.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, so in that case, Marcus, when you were in these, this big like cousin gathering, where were like, were you spending an hour eating or were you, were, did you get up there? I-
0: Oh no, it usually I didn't come off. First of all, it was it was my system. So normally I would wow. bring my system over. It would be at my grandmother's house. I lived right next door to her. So okay. I would bring my system over, hook it up. I had the four controllers. I had the gold uh, edition controller. Nice. So that was always nice. mine. Yeah. And I had the red, green and blue controllers. So I always kept the gold in my hand with the rumble pack. And it was it was my time to shine then.
2: That's awesome. That's yeah. yeah.
0: I I
1: remember cuz I played 64 a lot when I was a kid, but I didn't really play Mario Kart 64 again until sometime in college. And somebody like pulled out an in 64, and like we hooked it up and we were playing, and it was like so weird to kind of play it again. But like the annoying part is I was playing against somebody who, when it came to 64, this is somebody who knew like all the shortcuts, and like, you know, you couldn't touch him, because we would play what's the one? What's the Wario Stadium? In Wario Stadium, at the beginning. There's a part when you're going over one of the early, like, dirt mounds. You can jump and basically skip half the stage. And that's like a practiced move that I had no reference point for. So I'm, I'm playing with this guy who, like, has this ingrained into him. And I'm just like, well, fine, man. You win. Whatever.
0: Yeah. I yeah. say so it's funny that you mentioned college. In college, uh, my cousin, I, I went to college with one of my cousins that was in this battle. But he... Um, He mentioned Mario Kart randomly one day in his, in his apartment. And I was like, well, we should play. He was like, you got the system here. I was like, no, it's back home. Mind you, my hometown was an hour and a half away from my college hometown. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go get it. He was like, when tomorrow? I was like, no, right now. So I literally hopped in the car, drove an hour and a half. I walked in the house. My dad was like, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm getting the 64. He was like, you staying tonight. I was like, no, I packed it up, hopped right back in the car and oh. drove straight back and we didn't even play it that night we ended up playing it the next day but i drove three hours round trip just to get it
2: i mean worth it that's that's passion that's passion yeah that's
1: wow i that's... I, I love that because it, that, that... were you
2: like speeding on the way back like trying to do, like practice you know kind of yeah, responsible I, driver i, feel I like, like that
0: part of my i feel like part of my driving learning was based off of Mario Kart itself. So, like, I started driving when I was 11.
2: (laughs) It's somehow a terrifying sentence to say. I learned how to drive Mario Kart. I mean, you'd be throwing a lot of banana peels out of windows,
1: and that (laughs) that seems like a hazard.
2: Is that Did Mario Kart start the the whole, like, littering, you know? Just, well, I'm going to throw this out the window and try and get the guy behind me.
1: Yeah, lots of turtle shells people (laughs) chucking at each other.
2: Mass death of turtles. Just for their their shells. Well, they weren't. I mean, they weren't in the shells world. when you threw them. But I guess they did.
1: Have yeah, to yeah. Jump. It means you took the turtles <laughs> out of the
2: shells.
0: How do you know they weren't in the shells?
2: Actually, that's a good point.
1: Oh God. well, that that's a. I mean, that's dark because Koopa Troopa <laughs> is one of the the racers from like even way back in the day. That means he's throwing his brethren.
2: It's like turtle <laughs> cannibalism. <laughs> that's
0: something. how competitive he was. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like I don't care he, who you are. The Koopa and their 40 cousins or whatever was like, you're all, you're all just tools for my victory. Yeah, I mean, all the other ones were pretty like, you, you know, unique. Maybe they took turns,
1: maybe, because they were rolling around in the shells. Those shells were pretty tough. I mean, those shells could, could knock a cart off of the road. So, you know, they probably they, well, were okay in there.
2: But, but they didn't just knock them, right? Like, they, they break when they hit the cart.
1: Well, okay, right? that doesn't. That's a darker version of what I was going for.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're talking about either uh, turtles in their shells, basically serving the will of the cart drivers, and/or the turtles being ripped from their shells so that we can use their shells for the driving. Okay, how about um,
1: how about how about this? Let's let's get off that. I was playing sixty four earlier, and I uh, snipes two. Different people with green shells, and it was so satisfying. No other item in the game is as satisfying to hit with as a green shell.
2: Absolutely, yes. However, I'm cheap, so I really like it when I get a red shell.
1: Oh yeah, no, red shell is great because you don't have to think about it. But that feeling of when you perfectly just get that just right down the line, you knock Wario off his butt. It's just yes.
0: (laughs) Or you, or you get to the end, the last box of the last lap, and you're like, you know, uh, 10 feet behind, and they give you a triple red or something mm. to knock somebody out right at the line. That's the ultimate disrespect, basically.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> the feeling of losing right at the line, of like being in, in first, and then suddenly getting – because when you get knocked right at the end, it's never that you now take second. That drops you back to fourth minimum. Right. Right. And it's the worst.
0: Yeah, everybody. And you mentioned Wario Stadium. Uh, I never knew about that shortcut that you mentioned. So I have to go back and look at that. But the the big jump, like right before the last turn.
1: Oh, yeah. When
0: somebody hits a lightning bolt right before that last yes. jump. Unless you have a star or a ghost. It was like, you see it coming, but there's no way to really stop it. You either have to stop before you get there or you just have to take it. Yeah. Which was the worst.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're supposed to not watch each other's screens to see where you are, but yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> you plan that oh, lightning yeah. bolt just right.
2: I mean, it's not even that you're trying to cheat, right? Like you just you got the two or three or four, whatever you know, version it is like right there in front of you. Your eyes are darting around, especially in the later Mario games where there's like a billion things going on. Mm. You know, I can't help but look see what other people are doing.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a code of honor we all agreed to for, like, Goldeneye, where it's like, all right, we're, you're not going to screen watch in Goldeneye, you're not going to see where the other person is, unless it's your sibling, and then all bets are off. But, like, if you're with friends, you say you don't, but, you know, you probably still do. Uh, but when it comes to Mario Kart, like, all's fair in love, war in Mario Kart, which might count under war, if, if we were to get to the G- Geneva Convention in on this.
2: <laughs> there, there is a clause for Mario somewhere in the Geneva Convention. Uh, probably, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, well, let's also be clear on gold and I like, despite the golden rule of not looking at other people's screens, we also looked at other people's screens.
1: I mean, how else were we going to find? Am it? I a terrible person? <laughs> no.
0: Screens weren't big enough to look elsewhere anyway. <laughs> you had to look <laughs> somewhere <laughs> on the screen.
2: Yeah, that's that's I, a that's, thing. that's crazy. Now the thing about like you I don't as like so I get like I was saying before like kids these days, I grew up with micro trips in their brain, but like. We, I'm getting the feeling with you too, Marcus, like we kind of like we grew in the advent of like the burst of technology. So like we remember dial up. Right. And we remember as the technology got increasingly better. But I do remember like playing on those little screens. But now I'm so used to playing on at least a moderately bigger screen. Like I've definitely played on big screen TVs, uh, depending on where if I'm at someone's house or if they have like a little home theater, I played certain video games on there like. It's crazy to think that, like, my laptop monitor was probably just about as big as whatever TV, yeah. you know, I was using at the time. And we were all sitting there just square, like, trying to look at our little square. little slice of heaven, or hell, depending on what place you were at.
1: <laughs> yeah. And two, split screen just isn't as common anymore. And it still exists in, like, games like Mario Kart, but, like, I don't even buy second controllers anymore for most of my systems, just because I'm like, well, I'm not really going to, like... Have, if I have people over, like, they'll probably bring their own controllers. So, you know, if we're really going to, like, play together. because Yeah, I, it, but, but I kind of miss that, like, having, like, four controllers and just, like, people have, coming over and be like, oh, you want to you wanna play Mario Kart? But I played Super this afternoon. It's on the Switch, um, like the Switch Virtual Console. And it was one of the most frustrating experiences. Super is so hard to play, especially now. I, I imagine it was hard back then. But now having it, every other Mario Kart to compare it to, And there's lives, there's a life system. So if you lose a race, it doesn't go on. Like in the in in anyone 64 and later, you know, if you placed eighth, you would still keep playing. In this, if you place fifth, you're done. Like you don't go to the next race. You have to spend a life to do that race again and try to do better. And I played for maybe twenty minutes because I was real determined to get some experience for this show. And then was like, nope. No. This sucks.
2: There's also something with the in Super Mario Kart, like oh, from a technological aspect for the time, like it's really cool how they were able to achieve sort of the faux 3D or whatever. It, it, was, it
1: still is pretty cool. The thing, like, like playing it, thinking back on the limitations, it was like this actually, like it's not a 3D game, but it still kind of is interesting how they 3D. made it work.
2: But also, like I, I really hadn't recalled just like. So for example, there like in the there's like the mud mud level and like off to the side as you're moving the I don't really know how to describe this, but like the like the like the the dirtier, more like detailed mud on this off the sides of the track. Like it's like glistening almost. That's I don't know why I'm thinking of the word glistening, but it's just like it's so distracting. It's such like a weird effect that's like makes it really hard to pay attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite thing uh, on on Super Mario Kart, what I loved about it was a the battle mode was much better than 64 to me. And um on there, time trials were a big deal when we were kids in our mm-hmm. family. So having the fastest time on Ghost Valley was like an achievement back then. <laughs> and you you had to use Koopa Troopa or, or Toad in order to achieve it because they were the only two that didn't slide on that map.
2: Interesting. Yeah. See, that's ah,
1: and this is now we're getting to like what I love about Mario Kart is like the like the nitty gritty of like what racers and like like their different like weight classes and you know wario uh is going you know is gonna have a really slow acceleration but he's one of the fastest racers out there and like the the babies or lighter ones are going to be a lot quicker to accelerate but you know you're not gonna have an overall top speed that's as good and like that's mm, i could care less about any other game with these sorts of things even like you tell me like Oh well, here's all the different tiers in Super Smash Brothers, and here's who's a heavy and what that means. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm just gonna play Marth. Let's be honest. But when it gets into Mario Kart, I'm like, I want to optimize my experience. Who, how, what kind of driver do I want to be today? And it's Yoshi is the answer.
2: Yes. But just, yes despite all of that, you're just like, well, I'm gonna play Yoshi.
1: Well, no, but like, I I learn like with with those things, right? Like I and I would experiment a lot, especially in later games of like what combinations feel the best because in double dash you have two racers which if you have like a light and like a medium or a light and a heavy that totally changes your dynamic oh man i have not nerded out about about mario kart uh, stuff in a, in a long time but this is revealing a side of me that no other game brings out but they like even back in super mario kart they were thinking of these things like like you said marcus you had to pick the right one for like the time trials and i and i just i don't know that that adds this whole aspect to the game that like it's super casual you can pick it up do whatever but you can also try to go for the best time trials or have like the best turns or you know try to be really good uh because i I loved later on when you're getting like the sparks and you're getting like those little boosts on every corner like that's oh that's so much fun i try to do that in super mario kart and it did did not work spoiler alert (laughs) but you mentioned battle mode and i I'm, I'm i didn't play the battle mode in super mario kart what what made it better than cuz I, I remember playing a ton on 64 so i'm curious what made it better in super mario kart versus 64
0: so on 64 to me they they kind of used a lot of the same uh how do i want to word this they they used a lot of the same formula but they just updated the graphics but they didn't update how well it it transferred over the years so for instance i play modern warfare and on modern warfare i haven't played the campaign mode yet and i've owned the game for almost two years now it's strictly a multiplayer game and i read an article where they were talking about 64 that they just focused more on the multiplayer mode and not so much on the grand prix and the single player modes and the battle mode they wanted people to to play together so they specifically wanted it for the multiplayer option and that seems like on uh, Super Mario Kart that they focused more on all three. Even the time trials were exciting to me. But battle mode itself and knocking the balloons off and, you know, the you didn't have the triple shells like you do on uh, 64. So every shell counted, like shooting a green shell was going to create mayhem because there were going to be 20 by the time you got through all the boxes. And you had the, you didn't have the wherewithal in 3D to literally look around and see if there was more there. You had to wait until the entire map swung, with your body actually being st- sitting in place, which made it look really weird. But it was really scary because then a red shell pops out of nowhere and the whole screen <laughs> wipes out.
1: <laughs> oh man! One of my favorite things though, with because I never played the the battle mode back then, but in '64, I mean, I always hated losing the battle modes. But sometimes those maps would be so big that you would just like lose track of the other people, especially if it, when it got down to like you and one other person. That that would drag on for an extra ten minutes just trying to find one another, mm. but then you, but then yep. uh, I did like when you became a, a bomb and you got to just try to ram yourself into somebody.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sixty four, creating the upper tiers and stuff that they had, and creating levels. I was like, the the three D is taking me a little bit too far here. I liked it flat, and yeah, they had the ice level on uh on Super Mario Kart, so like you break the little pieces of ice that would go through them. So if a shell hit it. Uh, I think the greens bounced. No, the greens broke it, but the red ones would just bounce off. So it was just like, you're creating, it's like playing chess. You're creating little barriers that the other player might not know is gone now. So they go behind it and they can get hit or you can strategically duck a corner and not get hit by a shell. Interesting,
1: interesting. Now you're kind of making me want to go back because I, I had a really frustrating experience with the racing, but now I kind of want to be like, hey, my girlfriend, come over here. We're going we're gonna to go to battle mode. And then you won't speak to me for the rest of the night because I'm probably going <laughs> to get really upset for no reason.
0: <laughs> At You're being real joke. honest. And just the fact that, so, just like you were saying, i playing on Super, they had the, the directional pad still. So steering and stuff is more tapping than actually holding or switching where your thumb was going and then when 64 came out you had the swivel joystick so now you have the option just kind of smoothly turn and not but 64 tap 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 tap, tap, turn like and that
1: yeah that's what was messing me up is i was trying to use the joystick in like my carts i'm turning all over the place i'm you know i'm swerving around uh like i just like i've had a couple and i some for some reason got behind the wheel of a go-kart it it was just so hard to control and maybe like i didn't even think about tapping i cuz for me i'm like Well, yeah, if I want to go left, I hit the left, and then, like, I just go left. I didn't even think, like, you have to, like, subtly control your movements and not just go all for it.
2: Right. I'm going to interject. And just because I'm curious, uh, in in real life, do you have any, like, in? I'm just going to say it twice, do you have any in real life experience with go-karting or cardio?
0: uh like competitively or just
2: riding no no, not not competitively per se like do you ever go to the track are you are you a professional competitive go-kart racer marcus
0: no but uh becoming a chef right um (laughs) Uh, i had this horrific crash and no i'm just kidding um
2: (laughs) my knees busted um, so i went to become a chef.
0: In in our little small town, we had two uh, kind of like fun parks or what, I don't know what you would call them, but they were like little sports venues that had like the batting cages and stuff like that. So yeah, um, one was called Goofy Golf, the other one was called Sports City. Sports City was like the place that had the ultimate driving, and uh, so I I think I was old enough to get on the middle track, but by the time I turned sixteen and you had to have a full license in order to get on the big track, they closed the place down. Oh. So it was it was like another decade plus before I finally got to somewhere where you needed a license. And it was, I'm actually down here now in South Florida and uh they have this indoor, I forget what it's called, extreme, extreme Karting, or something like that. You go full, you know, covered helmet and everything. And it, uh it's actually digitized. So you put in your information for your email and you create an account and it judges by who had the fastest lap time, not who actually won the race. Oh. So that that was really fun. Um
1: That's cool. I've never I mean, I've only ever done like uh yeah, we have mini golf and go-kart racing and you can go around the the track actually, wait, no. I did work at a summer camp uh where there were go-karts and I worked at the go-karts for a month. So I like was taking care of them, and and of course, we would ride around them in, in kind of our free time. And so, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, it's been a long time since I thought about the uh, the timber carts, as they were called. Uh, yeah, I did have a little bit of experience with go-karting back in the day. I
2: just imagine David, like, the sun's just cracking the sky, and he's sitting there with, like, a towel, just lovingly wiping down the go-karts, like, today's the day. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Dude, like I, I- want to dramatize stuff. So
1: at, the, at, that, at that time, I'll tell two quick stories about it. Um, one, my the guy that was like in charge of, of me and the other, uh, the other person who was taking care of the carts, because there's like people who are there all summer, and then there's people who are there just for like a month at a time. And I was one of the people that's there for a month at a time under the guys that are there all summer. And he totally was like, all right, I'm going to go over here and read, and you guys... Basically, run these these go karts uh, forever, and the only time that he ever like sprung into action is if anything went wrong, because it would totally be on him if anything happened. But like, I remember the they were like there was not a ton of safety measures. They you know the inhibitor was on pretty high, so people couldn't go too fast. But if you had an accident, like one girl did, and uh, part of her leg like drove itself into the steering column and dug in pretty deep, uh, it could get pretty it could get pretty gross. She was fine. She was okay. I should say that. She walked away from the incident. Um, but you know, I, I think that uh it was pretty traumatizing in the moment. There was a lot of screaming yeah. and it was not fun for anyone.
2: It's like a weirdly dark episode of this podcast. Back like, to Mario Kart and between how it almost like, ruined Almost my losing a leg and like ripping had, turtles out the, of the Almost shelves. losing a
1: leg. She like <laughs> she, she had like a gash that was kind of deep, but she was fine.
2: I like my version. It's more dramatic. Yeah. So sure. part of the reason I asked was a bit self-serving because I have a go-kart story that I realized Greg. I haven't told in a long time. So now I, I need to. I need to get this off my chest. So this is another this is like Nick reading the Hanson books. Um <laughs> you know, Nick Revelation things. Anyway, so I grew up on, in a beach town, and we I think we had a couple of go-kart places. Um, but anyway, I went to one of them not important i went to one and uh it may have been for someone's birthday i'd never done it before i don't think other than maybe like a, a what do they call power wheels or something when we were kids mm-hmm. maybe i think yeah. i had like a power wheel one um a- anyway so so we go and i don't really understand maybe even to this day some might say but like i didn't really understand like that i had to like take my foot off the gas and then break so as we get started, like I am constantly starting and stopping and just like have zero, like really terrible control of the car because I won't take my foot off the gas while also trying to break in order to get around corners. So like every five seconds, um, I'm um, racing into something and then the attendant has to come over and like he must've wanted to kill me. And he probably should have killed me after what happened. The point of this story is that basically I do manage to get around. I don't know if we were able to go around like three or four or five times or whatever it was, but basically after everyone's parked, I, I come, I'm the last one coming around and I drive right into a giant monster truck tire that proceeds to start moving and rolling down the track. I don't know if it got super far, but just the fact that I hit one and started moving it has stuck with me to this day. I just want everyone to know that I'm a very safe driver. As it's
1: driver. not true. I've driven with him. It's terrifying.
2: I'm, I'm fine. I am passing grade.
1: <laughs> now, but Nick, that's, that's, that's horrifying. But was there also chain chomps coming at you?
2: I mean, the giant monster truck tire was kind of like a chain chomp, I guess. But I like drove into the chain chomp. Basically, <laughs> you, never, you never drive into the chain chomp. Yeah, I was just—I was ready to go. I'm like, this is how, this is how I'm going out. I'm going right into the chain chomp. I mean,
1: I'm glad you didn't die.
2: Well, we never would have met, actually, because this was before we met. So you would have just gone on wistfully, just like life is fine. <laughs> anyway,
1: this is a dark episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything can bring out darkness, it's Mario it's Mar- Kart. It's like Mario like we, Kart, yeah. we've we've touched on it throughout the episode, but like we all know that like we get frustrated. We there might be different levels of frustration, but I, I mean just literally an hour ago I'm playing Mario Kart 8 with my little and and like I, my I would say my nephew, he he's still like working out how to control emotions and all that. I mean he's still pretty young. Uh, but I, there were still times where it's like every time I got hit or it's like I was like in seventh place and suddenly I'm in third place and then like yeah, right before you get to the the finish line someone knocks you out of the way and I'm getting excited talking about it. I hope that carries through on the podcast, but like that's like it's 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 a dark energy. It's not a good energy. <laughs> I think I think for people our age
1: cuz it sounds like we're all kind of around the same age group, there is something uh, what's like I'm trying to think of the best word for it. it not just not just disheartening, it's something deeper than that. When somebody younger than you beats you at a game like Mario Kart, it does something
2: to you. It's true. Marcus, would what, what you say playing now? I don't know if you've been playing with any, any people younger than you or anything like. But are, are you still on top, or or are you yes. are you losing? Are you slipping?
0: No. If I grab a controller, I, I aim to establish dominance. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: do, do you That's have fair. any? Do you have any children presently?
0: No children. I do have plenty of uh, of younger, like I said, I, I had 41st cousins, and now they all have their own generation of kids, and uh, so I, I never play with them, so they all play newer games and stuff like that, but when we break out the nostalgic days, you know, the same cousins that used to play are the same ones that play now. So we still talk about it on random phone calls and uh, we haven't played as much lately in the past few years, but mm-hmm. when we do get together, I'll make sure that I have it packed with me just because of, you know, this conversation.
1: Do you, so you still have the 64.
0: Oh yeah. I was, my, my family likes to say I was, spoiled. like I said, when I brought over the system, it was mine. Like I, you need to wrap my controllers up perfectly. <laughs> you know, Like don't step on anything. I Everything is still in perfect working order so yeah i mean yeah. So i'm i'm like yeah uh everything i still have my super nintendo my 64 uh i skipped over the ones that i didn't like as much i i still had to have a dreamcast packed away somewhere that i don't really play anymore but you know the 64 is, is, is my classic go-to 64
2: was just a i mean it could be nostalgia talking. I don't know what podcast are we on? It's crazy. Um, but like n 64 really did feel, maybe just for the age that we were at at the time, it, it just, I mean, it like, I mean, compared from like super, like from Nintendo to super Nintendo, like it was such a leap, I think for, at least for our brains or whatever at the time to go to N64 and the games and like from Ocarina of time to Mario cards, the Super Mario 64 and all of that, like, it really just exploded the kind of potential that you could achieve in a video, game, which seems weirdly tamed by today's standards well, of no, video game capabilities. But. but you're
1: you're right. But no system, I think, did that better than the 64 at the time. Because mm-hmm. PlayStation, like, there's still some great PlayStation One games, Crash Bandicoot, you know, very fun platforming game. But I I play some of those games now, or I or I you know see footage of them, and like. The controls are stiff and, like, fixed camera angles and, like, it's wonky. Like, old-school Resident Evil is hard and miserable to play. But you can still pick up in, like, Mario Kart 64, even though it doesn't look the best, still plays really well. Uh, uh, Super Mario 64 still plays incredibly well, even though it's not looking the best. Like, Goldeneye changed, like, just set the first-person shooter genre on the map. doesn't play super well now, but back then, like that's all we could play until Halo 2 came out. Like Halo 2, you know, really like changed the genre after it was established from that. But those games, even even now, still play pretty well. The movements are pretty fluid. Um, it still, you know, looks like they're mostly stylized, so there's like some charm to the graphics, even if they're like really kind of goofy looking at times, where other stuff of the same era just didn't have that same leap that really felt like oh man in 3d anything is possible
0: yeah going back to the history like you guys were saying um with the the uh, the initial conception of the game was supposed to be just a generic cart game that wasn't going to involve mario i think it would not have aged as well if it wouldn't have added mario to it
1: We, we would we wouldn't have had a 64 game they wouldn't like it might've been like a cool gimmicky thing, but what, like cart racing 64 <laughs> would not have been the, the seller right.
2: with no was. shells or, I mean, if it was acting to be that generic, like, I mean, what was, were you going to be able to attack other cart racers and stuff? Like how far were they going to take it without the, the brand recognition that inspired a lot of like the items that you could
1: use? I don't know. One other thing I want to mention real quick about, especially 64 is, Oh, that music, that music is imprinted on my, every time I play it, I will just play like a random level and we'll start kind of like humming along with the track tune. And I'm like, I haven't heard this in 10 years, but I still know it perfectly.
2: That's true.
1: And speaking of the items, actually, that's a great segue for us to get to a little something I have prepared for us today. Oh, no.
2: Yep, it's never have... a good thing when he says this.
1: <laughs> well, first, we turned uh, to the audience to ask what everybody's favorite items were. We put some polls out, asked for these on social medias. You On social medias, good lord, how old am I? <laughs> okay.
2: All the medias.
1: All, all on you on you social meds, kids. Give us the likes and subscribes. Uh, you can follow our social medias. Hit me one more pod. Also, all of the links are in the show notes. Go there and just click them. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. We asked favorite items in the series. I'm going to turn this first to the two of you. Marcus, what is your favorite item in the Mario Kart games?
0: Well, I won't say it's one of the overpowered things like a star or a lightning bolt, uh, but the triple red shell when they created the triple shells on uh, on 64 were fantastic surprise because having them rotate around you was almost like a force field. And then being able to fire off three heat seeking, possibly, you know, live turtles just tucked in shell <laughs> at people. Fantastic. I'll take it there.
2: It's pretty great. Nick. Um, I mean, I'd like to say it's something like bullet bill or whatever that allows me to give me a little bit of a chance. Uh, so it's probably bullet bill. But if I had to choose, I, I really like the speed mushrooms. Like for me, it's having this conversation with my my nephew, because he like in, in MR he was trying to make like he he just wanted a speed bill. Like he was like, I don't care how bad the acceleration is or anything else. Like, I, I just want to go fast. I'm like, well, that's that's a bad idea. Um but i liked the feeling of just sort of like you're you're trying to hit your top speed you get a mushroom and then when you hit it you, you could feel the oomph as it kind of pushed you a bit further a bit faster uh and that's like that that's the, what i want i want to just get lost in the speed force thank you flash anyway um what about you david
1: i did i do like the speed mushrooms because it's it's great to like when you have one and you hold on to it until that part where it's like, well, I could take the turn or I could speed mushroom and just go straight right here and cut through that entirely and, and catch up to people. That's always great. But I think I like the three shells as well, but I like it for the defensive capabilities. uh, Because once you have those around you, bring it, throw your red shells at me, get too close to me, throw your bananas. I don't care. I'm just going to shrug that stuff off and and Mm. keep going. Like I said, we, we asked you all what you thought, and we, we got a pretty overwhelming response of Red Shells. Uh, that was the, the general winner. People said Red Shells, there was some love as well for Bananas and, and Lightning. Uh, and we had some people, you know, I'll call out some people here who did, who did comment as well in the polls. You know, Rishi, hey, we love you, Rishi. Eric Chillingworth, uh, May, Jacob Lilvick. Thank you, everybody, who, who gave your thoughts and, and opinions as well. Everybody who voted on our polls. We love it when you do, but it's clear Red Shell won by a wide margin, and
2: now someone like, likes the Lightning Bolt. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, whatever gets people, whatever gets me ahead is what I like, right? But
1: it's satisfying. But I,
2: I really, I really hate getting it.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I hate. You lose I hate your it. items
2: when you get hit by it. I hate this when people just, do like, it to me. Slip.
1: Don't do it to yeah, me. Yeah. But it feels great when I, I, I do. Mean, it I to love you. when I get
2: hit by a Red Shell. I Get hit by a Red <laughs> Shell. I'm like, oh man, that was awesome. Like, do it again. You know.
0: You want to know a great strategy on 64? Go for it. Don't try to jump out ahead on the first lap. Stay back, Mm -hmm. you know, hover back, get a couple boxes until you get a blue shell. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. don't fire it. Just hold it behind you and ride. I mean, you can catch people and it seems like you drive faster when you're not focusing on getting more boxes. You're just Mm -hmm. working the map itself. Mm -hmm. So when you have the blue shell, anytime somebody touches it, they get knocked off, but you still can continue to hold it behind you. Yeah. So it's like you now have a defense mechanism for three laps that you don't have to worry about anything, basically.
2: That's true.
1: And that's one thing, too. I also, that's, I, I really liked, you know, because bananas, eh, bananas, if you can get someone right behind you and get one with them, great. Otherwise, throw them as soon as you get them. But I would always love when I could, when you'd get that alert of a red shells coming up behind you and it's like, all right, boom, pop that banana out behind me nice try sucker Uh, thwarting thwarting a red shell is one of my favorite things in the game
0: unless i was gonna say unless they're really close and they shoot the red shell out and it goes in front of you and comes back
1: yes oh that happened to me today when i was playing i was so mad (laughs) yeah i get hit by my own red shell (laughs) anyway what I want yeah. from the two of you. Thank you, everybody who participated. If you participated, if you want to do that, like I said, follow us on social media, and you can be part of it. We'd love it if you did. But what I'm going to ask of the two of you now, uh, I will call this. I don't didn't think of a name, so we'll just say, uh, "What's in the box?" So, future what's David. What's in the box? Yeah, so you throwing, like
2: a seven reference. Yeah, in there.
1: throw in the clip of Brad Pitt yelling, "What's in the box?" Here. What's in
2: the box?
1: But we're gonna go back and forth. And you two are going to name items from Mario Kart. And this is all Mario Kart games. So it's not just uh, back in the day. It's not just the most recent ones. It is across all games. So some only appeared in one. Some have appeared in multiples. Doesn't matter. I just want you guys to name as many as you can going back and forth. And if you get stumped and are unable to, then the other person is the winner. Marcus, since you are here first, or since you are our guest, you can go first. Star. All right. Blue Star. Shell. Yeah. Okay, Nick, you have to give me a second.
2: Oh, sorry. Star-based. Sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> but yes, Starman, we're talking, Blue Shell. We're talking
0: either game, right? Or yeah. are we just talking oh, one?
1: Oh, any okay. game. Any game. any Even like the newest one.
0: So, oh, I'm not up on the new one, so you might have me here. Let's see.
1: Well, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yes, Starman, Spiny, or Blue Shell. Marcus, it's to you. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Nick, you can go now. Yes, after I confirm, speed. you can go.
2: <laughs> speed, speed mushroom. Speed mushroom. Go ahead, Marcus. Feather.
1: That's right. Feather was one of them. Correct.
2: I if they, did they take that out of Mario Kart? I don't remember that. One. Uh, but anyway, gold speed mushroom.
1: Yes, there's the the gold speed mushroom.
2: I'm just gonna hang out on the speed mushrooms for a couple of
1: turns. <laughs> Marcus. Ghost. Ghost, that's right. Ghost or Boo. Nick? Boomerang? Boomerang, that's right. That is a more recent one, but that is one that is in here. Marcus? Banana. Yes, the bananas, classic. Nick?
2: Uh, the Squid, Ink. Thing. Squid,
1: yes. Blooper, who's been in the last uh, four. Everyone after Double Dash, he's been in. Oh, okay. Back to Marcus.
0: Poison Mushroom?
1: Ooh, let me look mushroom? here. I don't, I don't have that on that list. But let me
2: look.
0: Oof. I'm, I'm not sure if it, I know it wasn't usable in the first one, but it was there.
1: Is this item oh, for two select racers in Super Mario Kart: Princess and Toad? All right, no, we're gonna count it. That wasn't on the the list that I had, but I don't think it had all the special items. So,
2: dang, deep cut.
1: Yep, and that's they can only deep, be attained uh, by Peach or Toad if they're CPU controlled. Wow, that is a deep cut. That's that's good.
2: Wow. Okay. Well, I'm about to lose. I'm sure. <laughs> um, the infinity symbol in the latest one.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't I'm think of the name. What memory. I can. Yeah, I know which one you're you're talking about there. Uh, that's the one that gives you like eight items. That's a it's a weird yeah. one. I'm what? not a big yeah. I'm yeah, not a big fan yeah. of it. It's not it's not their best item,
2: but I mean, you you get it. You just like hit the button a bunch of times the items. Wow,
0: yeah. All
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> back to Marcus.
2: Uh, fireball.
1: Fireball. Yes, you can throw fireballs, Nick.
2: Uh, the piranha plant.
1: Piranha plant. Yes, that is one of them, Marcus. I'm stumped. There's so many basic ones that you guys are actually not allowed to yet. win the games on this thing.
0: Uh,
1: are, we gonna, are you gonna throw in the towel? Oh,
0: fake box, fake box, fake
1: box. There you go, fake, fake item box.
2: box. Crap. Uh, I'm like, you already said
1: star, didn't you? Yep, star was the first one.
2: Um. Green shells? Did we
1: even say green shells? you nobody has said green shells. Green shells. Oh, so
2: <laughs> right, right, in there. Green shells. Marcus. So we only
0: said like two shells, right?
1: Uh, I I will say so far only one shell has been mentioned.
0: What? Really? Gr- green shell?
1: That Nick Nick just said green shell.
0: And he said. You said green.
2: I, just now I said green. I think, but in the beginning I said blue.
1: Oh, you did say blue. Yes. So so the blue okay. and the green shell were mentioned.
2: Red shell.
1: Red shell, yes. I was getting worried you guys were not gonna get the shells in here. Oh, Nick, it's back
2: to um. You. Does it count to say like the triple speed mushrooms?
1: Triple mushrooms. Or is it just like nope, this? it's okay, a separate sure. that's indicated as a separate item in the list I have here. So you I'll can take, say I'll that. Back to Marcus.
2: Triple green.
1: That's right, Nick.
2: Yeah. Triple banana.
1: That is right. There is triple bananas. Marcus? Triple red. Uh, This guy knows his red shells. (laughs) Nick?
2: Hmm. Hmm. Um. Uh. Uh. Something. I said boomerang. The squirty thing. Uh. I'm stumped.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna call it there. Then this game will go to Marcus. You guys got through most of the the major ones. Next, we're getting to ones that have been specific to some games. Uh, but congratulations, Marcus! Yay! All right. Some ones. Some ones you you guys missed. So, bomb. The has been oh the for bombs a few games now. Uh, bullet bill, Nick, you mentioned bullet bill earlier. <laughs> I yeah. mentioned
2: earlier in the conversation. I didn't even think
1: about it. Nobody said the coin, the coin was in both super and in more recent games.
0: The uh, most, most worthless thing ever.
1: Yeah. I think in the new game, you get like a speed boost if you have 10 shells or 10, uh, coins. But I think back then it was just like collecting coins. I don't know. Um, uh, there was the lucky seven, which was only in Mario Kart seven. So, uh, who knows? Uh, the Pow block was only in a couple oh, yeah. of them. Super Horn—that's once one from the newer. Games oh, the well. Horn, yeah, yeah. And Super Leaf and Thundercloud, were the other two that I have here that I don't think those are from any ones that I have played. But you guys got through. We didn't even say
2: them. we didn't even say Lightning Bolt, did we? No, we no, did. That we was did. the yeah, first one that
1: was set. We had a conversation. Oh, about it.
2: it was so long ago that we started this whole quiz. Like <laughs> I totally forgot.
1: <laughs> yeah, we have been doing this for a while. Um, well, very, very good. Now it's come time for us to ask the question. We got a little bit of an indication already uh, from you, Marcus, on, on your thoughts on this, but we'll still ask it. Is old school Mario Kart, you know, with all the new Mario Karts that are out there, is it worth it to visit the old Mario Karts? And, and Marcus, you kind of gave us your thoughts already, but go ahead and just kind of wrap up your thoughts. Give us the last Than that. Is it still good today? What do you think?
0: Absolutely. I would be willing to to do an active search for competitions going on for it at this point, just because it's, it's relit the fire in me of competitiveness.
1: Well, there you go. Check out your local Mario Kart 64 tournaments. See, uh, see Marcus there, which I'm sure probably still exist. Nick, what do you think?
2: Okay. So this is, this is hard. Yes. Uh, and you and I could had kind of talked about it briefly before the show and that like when it comes to Mario Kart now, like there's pros and cons to the newer versions. Like in terms of graphics, in terms of polish and controls and all of that, like it's hard to say that Mario 64 is better than, say, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, just in sort of like the overall smoothness of the package. At the same time, in like the newer games, it's like a strobe light show or something like twisting winding and cracks going upside down and all around and shooting out of cannons. And like some of the older games had that stuff, but maybe it was like the limitation of the graphics or something kind of allowed them to rein in. Cause I'm, I'm saying that now, I mean, I'm in my early thirties now uh, for now, uh, but like, I'm sitting there trying to play some of these like crazy levels in the new one. And I'm like, I, I I'm distracted from them. So, in that case, I do think that the older games still have merit. Like historically speaking, I think vis- revisiting something like Super Mario Kart is still worth it. Uh, I mean, if you have a love for like the, the, the old school sprite based you know games, I think it probably holds up in that sense for, for what it was at the time as, as much as any of them. Um, but we have come such a long way in terms of like just the overall polish that i it's hard for me to say it definitively but i think that they are still worth checking out for sure if you have i mean mario car 64 i think is pretty hard to get access to unless maybe there was like a ds port or something i mean unless your market so you can bust out your n64 which <laughs> knows where my n64 is now um but uh yeah anyway i don't know if i gave a clear answer but there you go
1: I mean I can say from personal experience it is not hard to just google Mario Kart 64 and play it on your computer uh you could do that within seconds so hmm. it's not it's not too it's not you know you can't plug in a 64 controller into your computer and get the same experience but it's out there is what i'm saying i think for me Double Dash is still the epitome, and that might be maybe some of my own bias of that's the one I played the most and and was the best at, but I don't think there is, with the exception of Super, which is just frustrating for me to play, um, I don't think there is one of these that I can label as bad and like, oh, that's not worth it, because they're all kind of different in their own way. Um, I was a little bit, I didn't get to talk about it too much, but I was a little bit underwhelmed, actually, by the way that 64 played. Just because I had gotten so into some of the later ones with the drifting and and all that, and some of the like the different dynamics. But I do think, Nick, I agree with you that uh, in eight, like some of the levels are just like there's too much going on. I just want to like I just want to race. And I think still the best Rainbow Road is Mario Kart 64. In all of them, it is uh, kind of the best iteration of that. It is the simplest. There's still some stuff going on. But all it is is about the racing rather than, like, you're going to shoot out of this cannon and, like, twist. And, you know, you have to hit this thing just right and get just on this certain part right of the track. And, well, I'm sure there's people yelling at your uh, phones or whatever. Like, that's what makes the new game so great. And that's, that's fine. I, I like that and I still enjoy it. But there's also something, too, about the simplicity of just getting on the track and, and going and, and, you know, not having to worry about 8,000 other things. It's just all about, getting that item box and uh, trying to shoot Wario's stupid face because I hate the sound he makes every time he passes you. That was, that was my number one frustration playing today was the stupid noise he makes. Uh, those are our thoughts on old-school Mario Kart. We want to hear what you have to say. We mentioned earlier where you can get all of our social medias, so make sure to let us know. Marcus, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: Thank you guys for having me. I I love the show. I uh, I love Mario Kart, that's for sure. And I'm very competitive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if people want to find you and to challenge you to Mario Kart or just to listen to your show, where can people do that?
0: Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at YFLF Podcast. That's YFLF as in Your Food Looks Funny, which is the name of the podcast. Or just check out my website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Excellent. Awesome.
2: Nick, what about you? You can find me as always on Instagram at palblam shazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblam shazam.
1: And people can find me at DavLuz, uh, that is D-A-V-L-U-Z, Twitter and Instagram. Find me there. If you have a GameCube and you want to play Double Dash, I will fly to your city. Um you have to put me up though. I'm gonna stay there for like a week and it's gonna get tense Uh, he's gonna get smelly too yeah I'm not gonna shower the whole (laughs) time I'm there it's this part of the psychological game to win Mario Kart yeah (laughs) and listening audience thank you so much for being here today we do this show for you we do this show because of you remember you can't move forward if you're always looking back we'll see you next time